And we are live. And welcome to episode 60 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee, now powered by Q. I am your host, Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi. I'm an instructional technology coach in Northwest LA County, also in California. And just as a reminder, we have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. No, they don't. And tonight's coffee fact um, is about coffee. Somebody's here. Hi. (laughs) So did you know that oil is uh, first and coffee is the second most valuable legally, emphasis on the legally traded commodity in the world. So if you want to read more about that, we'll put the link in the show notes. Okay, and tonight's guest is Martin Cisneros. I hope I said that right. That is correct. Good job. I love it. (laughs) I've learned. Um, And he'll be talking to us about English as an additional language and the students um, in the mainstream classroom. So please go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that. Well, I've been in education for, I can now honestly say 20 plus years, and I love the fact that I'm far away from the camera because you can't see all the gray. So I love that. I started off as a kinder teacher, and then someone told me when they first started off, they're like, hey, do you know it's your responsibility if you teach first and second grade um, to teach the kids how to to read? That's my little guy, by the way. So say hi, Caleb. Hi. Um, you know, at that point, I'm like, yeah, thank you, but no thank you. Hey, third grade, how you doing? High five. You guys know how to read already, right? And pretty much went all the way up from third grade to uh, middle school, taught sixth grade, then um, tried myself at seventh grade, really enjoyed it, and then went up, continued going up, taught ninth grade, taught tenth grade, and at um, that point, someone said, hey, Martha, you know what? I'll be, be a really great idea. I think you'll make a really great administrator. I'm like, Really? And I'm like, okay, so I went and, you know, got my administrator credential, got my master's, and similar to first and second grade, I tried it for two years, and then I said, yeah, but no, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> instructional coach is where I found found my fit, um, and really just digging in uh, with, with English learners, and, um, you know, at that point... Um, I have to tell my, my origin story. So, you know, when, when I first started teaching, my first job, uh, credential job, was, you know, of course, you want to give the new guy a three, four, five combo, right? Because that's what you want to give him. And, <laughs> and they said bilingual, but they, they, they had that misinterpreted because it wasn't bilingual. It was multilingual. We had 17 different languages being spoken in the school. So even though I can say, good morning, boys and girls, my name is Martin Cisneros. Uh, buenos dias, muchachos y muchachas. Yo soy right? Uh, yeah, uh, two-thirds of my me. So, uh, you know, from the get-go, um, I, I couldn't rely on, on the stuff that I, I you know, that, that I learned in the credential program. What I had to rely was just like, how do we make this happen? How do you teach with kids who don't understand you? And um, you have to remember, this was, I'm going to date myself now, the year was 1993. Boys and girls, do you remember 1993? Do you remember the tech we were using in 1993? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this was before the Googles. This was before the internet was hitting there. But we did, and if you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, both of you remember, but remember in 93 or 94, uh, they had uh, that, that one time where they would allow, not they would allow, but they would give away computers. Remember that? 
you know, three those great computers. And I just remember when those things were installed in my classroom, like a moth to a flame, uh, my students would just walk in and just stare at it. And I'm like, okay, there's something there. I had no fast forward, you know, 25 plus years later, um, you know, I call myself the wild E. Coyote of EdTech because everything that has gone wrong, yeah, this guy right here, right? So, um, you know, over the years, uh, you know, teaching other kids, you know, and, and, they, and, and the reason why I'm calling this EAL versus ELL was, you know, um, I was, you know, Spanish was my primary language and English was my second. Over the years, I had friends, you know, we talked about uh, different ways of how do we prepare kids for this. But the reality is um, our kids have changed over the years. It's no longer English as a second language. We have a lot of kids coming in, especially here in, the, in our wonderful state of California, where now it's English as an additional language. So some kids are already coming with two or three different languages, and now they're adding, you know, another one. So that's where my head has been, um, especially over the past 10 years, you know, um, People always say, Martin, you know, how come EdTech really hasn't taken off? And I go, well, the reality is this, right? First, so we were, we, we, the, the first decade between the, the 90s, we're trying to get the hardware. Um, and then, I'm sorry, trying to get access. And then we spent the 2000s trying to get the hardware. And then all of a sudden we got the hardware, we got the software, and then we have internet access. And now the dog has finally caught the bumper. Now what, right? Now, the, the point where we're at now, what? So, you know, what I try to do is I try to find strategies um, globally that people who teach English as a foreign language, who teach English as a second language, English as an additional language, and I try to look at those strategies, hook onto those strategies, and then put my spin on how can um, technology enhance, right? So I automatically think of blooms, and then we flip blooms around. I try to live on the top, right, on the creating and analyzing, and I allow tech with my students to focus, you know, uh, with the tech, focus on the bottom ones, get get that practice in, right? Because that's where tech really comes in. So. Um, the shift I, I, I try um, um, that I, I try to use now is you know how do we see our students um, as an asset versus as they're not coming in with certain things right because I always laugh you know as a kid and you guys probably understand this right as a kid I was the translator for my parents right so we go to school you know oh teacher oh okay uh, Martin, tell your tell your parents that um, you're 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 doing okay in art. You're you're really trying in PE, but you're not doing very well in math. So I would translate the first part of that. I just would switch the last part around because in my head, what I always you know used to think about is like, um, you don't know that I. I, I do know math because here's what you don't know, teacher. At home, not only am I translating here, but I'm, tra I'm translating at home as well. Um, I do taxes. I'm in first grade, right? My mom has Tupperware, um, and I run her empire from home. <laughs> so, you know, there's certain elements that I tell folks, it's like, uh, no, there was a lot of stuff that I would do, but I was just, you know, I was just not getting credit for it. So, you know, I always tell our teachers that, you know, uh, bilingual or multilingual students, you know, we work four times as hard as every other student that only get a quarter of the credit. So, um, you know, trying to teach teachers, you know, to separate uh, the, the, the language acquisition versus the, the, the content acquisition, right? Make sure those are two different parts. And then how do you do that? And literally in the past eight years, my whole focus has been, well, how do I teach the mainstream teacher who has never taken any 
training, no B clad, nothing. How do we teach them some of the of the really um, you know quick strategies that we can use? That they can start off. So, you know, I always tell uh, folks, you know, first of all, you know, let's just remember that our students are assets. Uh, they're not deficient. Um, you know, they're not deficient in any way. Um, understand that in 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 our wonderful U.S., you know, one in ten are now English learners. Right, one in four are are one in four here in our wonderful state of California are foreign born, um, and then uh, we have four hundred different languages now, right? Four hundred different languages that we speak, but understand that eighty percent of those are Spanish speakers, and then uh, the other three uh, percent Vietnamese and Chinese and so forth. So, uh, you know, those are some quick things I always tell folks. It takes about seven to ten years. I repeat, seven to ten years to really learn a language. Now, well, um, and then, so I always tell folks, you know, think about, you know, if you ever taken a, a language course in high school, did you, any, either of you take a language course in high school? Yes, Spanish. Spanish. So at that point, think, think about your first year out of high school. If I was to grab you and, and put you in the middle of Guadalajara, Mexico, how would you do? I, I would have failed after like after the four years. I took four years of Spanish high school and I, I learned all of my Spanish after I moved out here to California. Right, right. And, and that's why I tell folks it's it's it takes it takes a while. And I always say and I always say, Well, how much practice do you do your students get at school? And this is where the technology hopefully you know makes sense for folks. Oh, well, they have the, the ability to practice more. Of course they do, and that's what you want. You want you know um, you want your students to have not not only more opportunities but different audiences as well. And then um, just even knowing about you know bilingual ed because of course in education we love acronyms, right? We have ELL, ESL, ELD, LEP, EFL, right? I can just wrap out whatever other acronyms we have, but the reality is um, you know whatever program you have to figure out, you know, you have to ask questions about, you know, who's in front of you because ELLs in King City might be completely different than ELLs in Monterey, you know, uh, Pacific Grove or San Jose. Um, so I always tell folks, figure out who's in your class, right? Let's just start off with proficiency levels. What is their proficiency level, right? Here in the state, look, Looking around the internet, you, know, you have whether they have five or six, but I always tell people there's about five different levels, right? It's about five different flavors, is what I tell them from beginning all the way to you know they're 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 advancing. But figure out what they do, and then after you do that, after you figure out what they do, it's not that they can't do anything else. I then would suggest to go to to uh, WIDA's um, website and 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 look at the can do descriptors. Once you figure out their level, figure out what they can do. Right, because that's going to help you plan a lot better. Um, you know, once again, so once you do that, and then figure out what their strengths are. You know, what are they good at? Um, you know, what what are you know? We, we talk about their language proficiency scores, but also find out you know what's the level of education. You know, uh, uh, that that you know they're you know do they have any other brothers and sisters at different levels of education? Because that can help as well. Uh, figuring out what their what their story is. You know, you have some. Uh, wonderful kids who come from a different country who they've already you know been in, in in school they already know their language so they just need that transition that those are different strategies those are different scaffolds that you use um, versus you know students percent um, here in the state of California who were born and raised here right think about that they were born and raised here but they're English language learners so um, think about the accommodations that you're going to 
to use or whether you know you're using supplemental material if there's no supplemental material use what's around you um, you know one of the one of the one of my favorite tools <laughs> that I love and it's something as simple as a bilingual dictionary right uh, like you, um, you know, I, I tried taking French in high school and yeah, there was no way I was going to be able to pull that one off, right? The third language in the app. But what I realized was there was, you know, people never taught me how to take notes. People really never taught me how to use a dictionary because teach, my teachers just assumed, hey, Martin and the rest of the kids, you know, go ahead and let's take notes on X, Y, and Z. I was never taught, right? Um, let's use the bilingual dictionary for once again, for the longest time, I've had a lot of friends who are like, no, we're not going to use bilingual dictionaries. They're really awful. And I'm like, wait a minute. We have these things called technology. It's 2018. Let's teach and learn like it's 2018. So one of my favorite tools, of my, my favorite go-to tools uh, as a mobile app is the Google Translate app, right? And that thing is like a Swiss army knife because it has so many really cool different things. Right, Keila? <laughs> and then, so I love it because you can take pictures of your surroundings, right? So I think about newcomers. I think about, you know, students who just come in, they have no idea. You know, you grab a phone, you grab a mobile tablet, and you show them, hey, look, you see this picture of a picture? Click on it. Take a picture of something. Figure out what the primary language is. Do you know if you swipe your finger, it will automatically translate it to the language that, you know, that you speak? Oh, you can't read, not a problem, because if you hit that little speaker, guess what? It's going to say it back to you, and you're like, what? Right? So if you are a science fiction nerd, like you should be, right? It's, it's <laughs> yes. either Star Wars or nothing, but if you're Star Trek, it's all right. We're still in space. And I always tell folks, we have that communicator now, right? We have, we can now communicate with 136 different languages on the fly. Right. So when I hear like, oh, I cannot speak to my parents because they, 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 you know, they don't understand English and I don't understand their language. That's no longer an excuse. Right. I once ran a conference because I didn't have a translator with Google Translate. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So this means we have how much time now? Well, we have a, a minute or so. You wrap okay, up your final thoughts. Okay, we can do this in two hours. All right. <laughs> so, uh, my suggestion is this, right? Um, uh, really, stuff stuff you can start doing, you know, on Monday uh, or tomorrow um, when you get back to school is modify ideas for your your you know modify your your instructional ideas for your kids, right? Uh, simplify your language, right? You see what I'm doing? You know, don't do very few things. Do a lot of things. Yes, what I'm doing right now, right? I'm using gestures. Use gestures with English language learners. Break assignments into segments. Chunk those puppies up, right? Check for comprehension frequently. Uh, we have cool tools, right? We have Recap. We have Flipgrid. Let's get those kids practicing their oral language, right? Model expectations of the finished product. Take your video. Record. Tell them exactly what you wanted to do. Do a screencast. Post it up for them. They would love to rewind you over and over over again and guess what you're not only teaching your students you're also teaching the parents and the family members at home allow some time for use of use of their first language as well uh, research shows you know the more that they learn their first language they can easily transfer that wonderful thing over oh good lord I can continue more and more but all I'm saying is um, you know uh, oh no I'm gonna leave you with one last thing <laughs> hola muchachos hola amigos yes esto No, your machine is fine. I have not. 
What I'm saying is wait time, right? As educators, we're always like, give me the answer really, really quick. And you have to understand that as an English learner, someone who's trying to understand, we're not only trying to understand the vocabulary, we're also trying to understand the content at the same time. So please give us time. Back channels, folks, come on. I, that's all I can give you right now. I have two <laughs> more, but if I say anything else, I'm going to go in a different rant. But thank you for the opportunity. And remember, guys, just figure out who's in front of you. If you need more information, come and talk to me. I'll be more than happy to talk to you. Yes, and all of your information will be on uh, within the show notes so people can get a hold of you. They can ask you questions because I know I want to, at some later point, um, pick your brain about other things as well. So... Perfect. Well, that was wonderful. And uh, what can I say? Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, and of course you did because Martin was fabulous, um, please leave us a comment to let us know. Um, we don't have a comment question for tonight. So just tell us what you thought. How are you, how are you working with your um, students who are learning English? Um, Please join us on Monday, September 17th, when our guest will be Benjamin Hartman talking to us about using Twitter to find your tribe. Yes, I'm so excited about that. Um, and please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you liked the show, and of course you did, um, please feel free to rate us and leave a review on iTunes so that more people can find us. The more reviews we have, the easier we are to find. And remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or if you would like to be a guest, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks, and we'll see you in two weeks.